0: Listening
1: to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
2: Hour number two of Miller and Moulton on this Monday. The brackets are out for both the men and the women. Two big trades over the weekend in the NFL. Carolina now on the clock. Frank Garcia will join us from Charlotte in a little more than 35 minutes to talk about that. Bears trading the number one pick. Do you think the Bears got enough? And do you like the move that Carolina did? I'll say this, Mark. I like the move Carolina did. You know me. You know, go for it. You're putting your job on the line when you're drafting a quarterback. Okay, so if you're going to put
1: your job on the line, put your job on the line, and put it on on the line for the guy that you most likely think is going to keep your job, and go up as high as you can to get there. I'm. I like it for Chicago. I like it for Carolina. I, the only thing I don't like about Chicago is that did they have to do it now? Would, would have waiting get gotten more. But I think the DJ Moore part of this is being overlooked largely by, I think they're, you know, hey, and they threw in DJ Moore. No, no, no. That's a number one receiver.
2: I would think right now that Chicago would take a big offensive lineman at nine. That would be my thought. That's who they would take. You know, maybe that Paris kid from Ohio State. Just plug that tackle in and say, here you go. And like you mentioned, they kind of sort of found a wide receiver last year that was decent. And now they had DJ Moore, and he's better than decent. So, okay. And if I start upgrading the line, I mean, I got a Carolina second-round pick, which is good because I traded away my second-round pick or wide receiver that right now is not looking like a good deal. But maybe that guy's going to be my third receiver. So, you know, starting to put what? Pieces around Justin Fields, which he and they desperately need.
1: To back up your point, because I had, you know, kind of after having a couple days away, really immersed myself in these trades and everything yesterday. And happened to hear, I think it was the Carolina Panthers play-by-play guy on NFL radio talking about Carolina moving that pick again, that Carolina may trade that pick. If they trade that pick, this is a horrific deal for the Carolina Panthers. Now, I will say this.
2: Indianapolis may be desperate. I mean, that is the one thing that Carolina just did here. They outflanked the Colts. Make yourself the Colts GM right now. You got the crazy owner who came out before last season was over and said, we're going to do whatever we have to do to get ourselves a quarterback. Oh, great. here goes that leverage. Whether I'm trying to work out a trade or whether or not I'm trying to sign somebody in free agency. Just keep asking for more. I got to say yes. So, if Carolina stays at one and takes a quarterback, and Houston does what they're expected to do, stay at two and take a quarterback, Will Anderson goes three to Arizona. If you're Indianapolis, you're stuck with quarterback three. You okay with Anthony Richardson or Will Levis?
1: I'm not at all.
2: Now, my guess is you are going to hear a lot of hype about how much Indianapolis loves Anthony Richardson. And they're just going to hang tight and take AR. Oh, we love this guy. We don't have to trade up. We're in a good position. Of course, somebody may move ahead of him and draft the quarterback at three, but that's a whole other story.
1: Because Arizona's at three, and there's no reason why they wouldn't want to move out. They've got their quarterback. And a bad football team.
2: So that's the part of this, that I'm with you. I think if Carolina tries to get too cute by half here, my first reaction is to fire everybody. (laughs) Seriously, that's my first reaction. Just like, well, obviously I made a mistake. You guys need to go home. No, I'm a billionaire. I'll, I'll pay you. Don't worry about that. Just leave your cards at the desk. I'll ship all your stuff. Okay. Tell you what. Head to the airport and wait for the phone call, a la Tiger Woods.
1: We're too going soon. on vacation as a team, right. everyone.
2: Exactly. Is that too soon or no? Yeah, probably. So, just, that's my thought. That it sounds cute, it sounds fun, and goodness knows this is a David Moulton special. I mean, this is something that this Yahoo would dream up, but even this Yahoo's going, Oh, come on now! But the only part of it, Mark, is I'm wondering, can you get a similar haul from Indianapolis to move up from four to one that you just gave up to move up from nine to one?
1: So you're going from 9 to 1 to 4 and thinking that you're as whole as you were before this started.
2: Right. Now, I mean, I'm not getting C.J. Stroud. You know, that's the trade-off. You know, the other part for the Bears about moving down to 9. Now, granted, this is the guy that I'm in love with. And clearly, he's got some issues right now. But when you move down to 4, like was talked about, well, you can get Jalen Carter at 4. I know you all think Jalen Carter is going to really drop because of this racing and the car accident and the two dead people in Georgia. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. He ain't dropping past nine. And I don't know if he gets past Seattle at five. And I'd be willing to bet a large amount of money he does not get past Detroit at six. Bingo. So that's the one the one thing you have to take into consideration if you're Chicago here, even if you like the deal for the Bears, the likelihood is you ain't getting Jalen Carter now. You can get a big tackle. You can get a good player. Might even get another edge rusher. There's a couple of them out there. But you ain't getting Jalen Carter. And if you're okay with that, all right. And obviously they were.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see him get a tackle where they are at nine, and then get another offensive lineman, perhaps with the
2: second round pick. second round pick. Yeah, uh, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I mean that that would be my draft. I mean, we'd have the most boring, simplest draft if we were the Bears and we just made this trade. We'd be sitting back at nine and it'd be like, "Who's the highest rated offensive lineman on the board? Oh, It's this guy. Well, let's take him."
1: Who's and the next we'll highest wait. offensive right lineman, and we're going to take him.
2: Right, and then we'll wait till tomorrow. We'll go out of a nice meal. We'll come back in. We'll sit there. We'll wait till it's our turn to draft again in the top 10 picks of the second round. And then we'll say, so who's the highest rated offensive lineman? This guy? Let's take him.
1: So we'll see. They've got, you know, I, I love the fact that they got more. I think that that part of this trade for Chicago is the undervalued part is that they got a legit number one receiver. And when you're talking about drafting someone, it's a 50-50 proposition. They got a guy who's a guaranteed number one.
2: Let's go to the Dolphins. Are the Dolphins the 2021 Rams? Now, the 2021 Rams made the big deal to bring in Stafford. But they had loaded up for a year or so. You know, some of the guys they drafted themselves, Donald and Cup. They went out and made the big trade for Ramsey. You know, they, they made some, they made a deal even for a running back. Okay, and, you know, L.A. was all in, 2021. And it worked. They won a Super Bowl. And now we have no idea when they'll be good again. But it worked. And if you're a Dolph fan, you okay with what they're doing? Because it certainly looks as if this is a two-year all-in. This is a 2023-2024. This isn't all in. Tyree Kill still in his prime. By the way, did you see the track highlights over the weekend? Yes, I did.
1: Whew. He's slow. He,
2: he beat the fastest track stars in the United States mm-hmm. in a 60-meter race over the weekend.
0: Yeah. I think he ran a 67 on a 60-yard dash. Also, he I was- said this I said this before the show, but where did the Vegas odds jump from the last time Mark was on the show to now? Probably I not that much. much. For a
1: corner? Not if they move from whatever it was, whatever they were before to one less. It it, it won't move yeah. the needle at all.
2: Yeah. Felipe, if it moved from twenty four to one to twenty two to one, that would be
1: a lot. I know that you th- me I wrong. mean
0: it's a great addition.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he's one of the best corners in football, but it's just one guy. I feel that.
2: Yeah. And also teams can, you know, isolate a really good corner. They can just throw away from him.
0: To the other corner who's also very good, by
2: the yep, way. Yeah, but he wasn't last year because he was hurt. Right. And so, you know, the Dolphins have a lot of guys who have to put up and shut up in 2023. Oh, by the way, Mark, over the weekend, Dolphins picked up to his fifth-year option. You know we would not have done that no because that means in 2024 they're guaranteed on the cap on the books to pay to a 23 million dollars now to stays relatively healthy has a pretty good year a la daniel jones the giants who didn't pick up the fifth year option instead of having jones under contract this year for 23 million they had to sign him to a four-year, $160 million deal and get creative to keep the cap hit down. Dolphins are like, nah, we're going to play it safe.
1: Two is our guy. And as long as, like you said, David, as long as he, if he's injury-free this year, relatively injury-free, it's a great move for the Miami Dolphins because they get him on the cheap. But I wouldn't have done it. I couldn't have made that decision based on the injury factor that I've seen thus far.
2: Dolphins have four picks in the upcoming draft. Four. They have a second. They have a third. I think they have a compensatory third because they gave up their third in the trade here with the Rams, 77th overall. They have a second, a third, a sixth, and a seventh. This is very much a Saints-Rams draft, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they can take the day. They can take the week off, basically. With well, they where don't they're even have
2: to be there Thursday. I could just show up Friday. Hey, how'd everybody do last night? They could have a great meal Thursday night in Kansas City. Restaurants will be half empty. All the NFL people will be working. They get a good seat, get some barbecue, brisket, be outstanding
1: but because of the tampering, they will not be drafting in this year's first round. 21,000 is our number, the text line. What do you think of Miami's move, Dolphin? Let us know right here on the Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller & Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network.
2: 21 minutes past the hour a couple things here first off some bookkeeping made a mistake earlier in the show I even looked up the stat sheet and everything and still missed it I didn't see Stamkos on the stat sheet turns out he was at the very bottom of it I said he didn't play last night for the Lightning after getting hurt in the first period Saturday all he did was play 20 minutes yesterday so I screwed up that's good to see even though they lost and um, David Sampson, Pat Kerwin on the show tomorrow. David Sampson may have gotten some rest after the Oscars last night. Did you
1: watch any of it? I watched a little over two hours of it. Wow. Don't ask me why. Wow. I watched till about 1030.
2: Damn. I watched like 20 minutes. I watched the monologue and I watched uh, The Rock and uh, you know Emily Blunt come out and uh, give away the
0: animation award. And that was it. Have either of you ever seen Everything Everywhere all at once? No. It was worth every single award that it won. And it won a lot of awards. But if you haven't, Uh, check it out. Okay. Won Best Picture last night.
2: Apparently, there's a big controversy. Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress, and most everybody thought Angela Bassett should have won it.
1: Especially Angela Bassett. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, if anybody thought Angela Bassett should have won the award based on the facial re- facial reactions when the announcement was awarded, Angela Bassett thought she should have won.
2: Um, I'm okay with that. All right. I know they're actors and actresses, but I'm okay. You know, what is it that we talk about on the show all the time, Mark?
1: 6, six seconds, seconds of truth. truth. That was 6 that was that was her initial reaction was, "Oh my god, I didn't win."
2: Right. And everybody told me I was going to win. I'll be damned. I didn't win. That sucks. I wanted to win. I wanted one of those on uh, on the mantle. You know, I've been over other people's houses. It looks nice.
1: Wouldn't mind a gold statue.
2: I mean, you know, put it this way. You walk into somebody's house and they got one of those. You have to talk about it, don't you?
1: Of course. I, I mean, because it's kid, out. It's, it's just, not like you put that in the closet. It's not like you're the flight winner. You've won an Oscar. Right. Like, I'll give
2: Aikman a lot of credit, okay? The couple times that I've been in his Dallas home, his football stuff is in his office, which is in the back corner of the downstairs of the house. I mean, it's a nice size office, but still, it's in the back corner. It's It's not down the hall to the left from the living room which is huge as you would expect and you know he's got the three replica lombardi trophies he's got a replica hall of fame bust i mean he could have had those in the living room you could have walked into the house and it could have been boom but he's got them in the back room in in the corner you have to say, "Hey, do you mind if I walk around?" And he goes, "No, you know, I'll show you." Oh, okay. But then you walk in. It into would that be tough not like,
1: to have the bust at the front door. I I'm going to be honest with you here. That would might be the first thing you'd see when you'd walk into my house.
2: So, to you it would be like when you run down the hill at Clemson, you'd walk in the front door of your house, you just tap that the sucker bust. on
1: the head every day when I walk in. <laughs>
2: Uh that's funny but that's actually not bad <laughs> okay especially if that was the only thing you did if there was no evidence of anything else what do you got
1: got my hall
0: of fame bust at the 40 heaven at the front door
2: yeah the front door say hi
0: which you walk in. we've had this debate on the show before Of would you rather have an emmy an oscar or a grammy but aesthetically for as a decoration in your home which one is looks the prettiest
2: Oh, nothing compares to an Oscar. I mean, you know, Grammys are great, Tonys are great, Emmys are great. I will say, I love the Emmy trophy. And I desperately wanted one when I was in local TV news. I really did. I always told everybody, because I I was nominated a few times, and I said, if I win, I'm done. Just so you know, I'm done. If I win an Emmy. and Fortunately, they had the good taste to go, he's not good enough, don't give it to him.
0: I like the Grammy. I just wish it was a little bigger. It's very small.
1: Well, that's why when you get a bunch of them, you can put them all up there on the mantle.
0: <laughs> that's that's true. Have
2: to admit though, that Hall of Fame bust, I mean, that's a big sucker. Right. right. Like an Oscar, that's a small head. It's a very skinny statue.
1: And think, I mean, you and I have melons. If they did a bust for either of us, it would be large. Totally.
2: Like, listen, you may there are people who don't like Dion. For the record, Miller and Moulton love Dion. Okay. But when Dion put a do rag on his Hall of Fame bust, I'm like, now that's there you go. When I walk into his home, that's exactly what I want to see. I want to see the bust with a do rag on it. Okay. Where am I? Oh, I'm at Dion's house. How can you tell? Seriously? I got kidnapped in the car. They dropped me off. I knocked on the door. I looked. I'm at Dion's
1: house. Time now for the clutch vodka play of the day, David. We do this every day at this time unless we forget, and we didn't forget because Felipe was waving his frantically on the other side saying, we've only got a few minutes left in this
0: segment. When do I get my bit? No, I, w- I was just saying if you want, I have time for one. Well, then It's ready to go. What do you got, Felipe? Okay, well, I got a college baseball play from North Carolina. Casey Cook had this insane robbery for a home run. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before.
3: Friday as well.
1: Next pitch to Teal, roped into right. Cook on a late break, jumps up,
3: ball goes off his glove, and he caught it. Somehow, someway, the Carolina kid, Casey Cook, brings a home run back into play, secures the out, and the inning is over.
0: So he's going to catch the ball. It bounces off of his glove. He hits the ground. The ball's in the air, and he barehands it before it hits the ground, and he catches it. The call did the play no justice. It was a great play.
1: The radio guy was miffed. I think that the guy actually caught the ball and got caught off guard by how good of a catch that was. Right. It is our clutch vodka play of the day. That's clutch, with a K. I thought, I
2: thought Felipe was going to go. I thought it was the WAC tournament. Did you see late Saturday night the four point play to win the semifinal in the Whack? What we talked about, got a foul, got a foul, got a foul, can't let them shoot a three, down three. What's the one thing you can't let them do? Shoot a three. What's the one thing you really can't let them do? Foul them when they're shooting a three. It was like, I don't know, Southern Utah, okay, Utah Valley, something like that. It was amazing.
1: So blowing our theory of fouling at the end of the game because they didn't do it right.
2: Well, yeah, they didn't do it right. Okay, we would have fouled the crossed midcourt. We would have fouled. So all those that said, see, it's what happened. No, 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 no. They did not foul.
1: You don't let the shooter get the shot off ever. He crosses midcourt and you foul him. It's that simple.
2: Southern Utah down three against Utah Valley, and I think Utah Valley was the one seed. They had won 25 games. They're up three, and they screw up the end of the game. Four-point play with less than four seconds to go to win it. Ouch. In a one-bid league.
1: That is a kick right in the shorts there because uh, you're right. They were the one seed and. In- obviously blow that game late. Miller and Moulton text lines open at 21,000. Frank Garcia going to join us here in about eight minutes time. Former Panthers offensive lineman to talk about their deal to move up to the number one pick in the draft. Chris Perkins will join us in an hour from now. Shelby Mast in the bonus hour to talk about the brackets and where he thinks things may have been mixed up a little bit by the committee in yesterday's selection.
2: Miller and Moulton, hell of a weekend. Scheffler wins the players. Bowman wins the second straight in NASCAR. A very lively college basketball weekend. Sunday was relatively uneventful, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturday were very eventful. And Mark, you should take a look at the point spreads and all those 5-12 and 4-13 games we're talking about. They're all like three and a half points or less. Miller and Moulton, Frank Garcia, next.
0: Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network.
2: 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Chris Perkins. The Sun Sentinel will join us one hour from now, talk about the Dolphins' high-profile deal yesterday to acquire Jalen Ramsey and not give up a whole heck of a lot to do it. That was not the case at the beginning of the weekend. Carolina gave up two ones, two twos, and an outstanding young wide receiver to move up from nine to one, and they're now on the clock in the draft. Frank Garcia played for the Panthers. He talks sports on WFNZ in Charlotte. You can follow Frank on Twitter, Frank Garcia underscore 65. Frank, it's David and Mark once again. Hope you've been well. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: All right. When you heard the deal and now you've had 48-plus hours to let it ruminate, what do you think?
3: You know, initially I thought, uh, you know, it was a pretty good deal for the Bears. Um, you know, you, you talked about the two ones, but – realistically it's it's you start thinking about the deal and uh you know what the panthers gave away um it's it, they moved up uh, a couple of spots with a one uh so they're not really giving away two uh two two first rounders they gave up next year's first rounder or this year's second rounder next year's second rounder to to draft uh, a top tier quarterback and um it's been a while since they've done that uh, you can go all the way back to cam newton and uh, they didn't have to give up as much. They were just drafting it because they were so bad. But uh, when you when you look at what the Panthers uh, are trying to accomplish, I think it's the necessary evil that exists uh, in the NFL. Um, you know, they, they got Chris McCaffrey at nine several years ago, but uh, they felt like they needed to move in a different direction. And I think the riding was on the wall when they let a guy like Steve Wilkes go uh, a few months ago and uh, hired Frank Wright. Uh, they. they they kind of showed their hand a little bit, and uh, I said it then: is that uh, you know you look at the draft, the Panthers are going to draft the quarterback. You don't you don't you don't make that move without uh, without uh, you know kind of understanding the direction of the team. And I think that we all realize this is a scoring league, and uh, the Panthers are adjusting to that.
1: Frank, do you buy any of that that they're just going to take these days to figure out who they want, or you think they know who they want when they make this deal? Don't you?
3: I don't think you make that that move without knowing uh, you know a couple of things they've been the most active team and uh you know during the draft uh at some of these pro days um you know of these players and you know I think it's uh I think it's one or two players um but I think that the the understanding that maybe the colts uh were were really high on uh, these guys and also uh you know the Raiders, when you let your your franchise QB go, um, you know you're you're going to be in a situation where you you need to go out there and and make some moves. If you're sitting at nine and those teams are in front of you, you got to you got to do something to shake it up. The Panthers have acquired a lot of draft choices over the years, uh, especially this last year with Chris McCaffrey. So they have some equity in 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 the draft with some value that they can still you know, maybe move up in uh, some other positions. But when you make that move to to, to move to number one, you're not doing it to trade. You're not doing it to do anything else except pick your guy. And I think the Panthers know who that is. Well, you said
2: one of two guys. Who do you think it's down to?
3: I think it's Stroud or uh, Young. Um, And I think that if I'm looking at it, uh, the NFL always goes bigger. Uh, I've heard, uh, you know, from, Uh, Frank Reich uh, is a quarterback i played with, and I still have a lot of friends that are are good friends with him. Um, But uh, he's really high on on Stroud, and uh, from what I understand, the owner's high on Young. uh, But, uh, you you know, you have an owner that's never played the game. You have a a coach that played the position. So I think it comes down to whoever you hire to to do the job is going to pick the guy that he wants, and I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. DJ,
1: Moore, part of this is going to, I mean, it's obviously a big piece, but he was pretty popular. That's a, that's a tough loss in this whole thing. And I think that's what, to me, that's what gives the bears a little more juice on this deal because they've got a legitimate number one receiver. And I think you are well aware of that. I think maybe the rest of the world may not be because he played in Carolina with some bad quarterback play last year, but this guy's a legit one, isn't he? I,
3: I would call him a legit one. I would call him the made one. I think he's a legit two, um, that was forced to be a one, um, you know, I think that there's uh, he's he's there's games that he didn't show up in um, he's a great uh, runner after the catch uh, he has the productivity most of the time, but there's games where he he just uh, he disappears so um, I think the one thing he really missed here in Carolina was that that burner down the sideline that could open the field up a little bit for the underneath routes but um, I think he's a guy that you can rely on, and I think he can be a, a really good asset for the Bears. And he's a really good player, so I don't want to diminish that. But I just don't think he's a bona fide one. I think when you talk about bona fide ones, you're talking about you know maybe eight, ten guys, and uh, you know guys like Jefferson, um, you know guys that are just have it all. I mean, they were they are just elite. And I think uh, DJ Moore is really good. He's very popular. He should be. He's a good kid. He's a hard worker, but uh, I don't think he's a bona fide number one. I think he's uh, a really, really good player, though. Former Carolina Panthers O lineman
2: Frank Garcia talks sports on WFNZ in Charlotte. Follow him on Twitter: Frank Garcia underscore sixty five. Frank Garcia underscore sixty five. In order for this deal to work, five, seven, ten years from now, whoever it is they take, does he have to be at least the second best quarterback in franchise history?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's really going to be hard. To be honest with you, I mean, obviously we we look at number one, and you know, in Cam Newton, and uh, you know, the number one overall pick. Uh, that's why you're drafting, uh, you know, that that high and in that position. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a, a pretty easy easy, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, you know thing to to accomplish doesn't mean that he's going to have the success that, that a guy like Jake Deal had uh, with a great team around him, but he's gonna, he should be more talented and, and a better because of where he's getting drafted. So yeah, I expect him to be you know as at least good as Cam um, and uh, hopefully better.
1: You know, they had a shot at winning that division last year. It's not a very good division. Do you think with the right quarterback uh, that this can be a team that can challenge for what's going to be a, a pretty weak NFC South?
3: Yeah, I, I do. I think that uh, you know, there's a lot of pieces in place here uh, that that uh, exist. That uh, you know, when you when you build a, a house, you have to start with the foundation, and I think the foundation somewhat exists. And I think they did a really good job of, um, you know, kind of rehiring the offensive line coach. Uh, I think they have a talented enough offensive line to to win games. I think they need another pass rusher on defense, but the 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 foundation is there with the lines, offensive defensive line, as we saw in the Super Bowl. You know, when you look at the Chiefs and you look at uh, you know the Eagles, that's where they were the strongest. It's up front, and I think that if you're going to be a consistent team that's going to have any type of run, then uh, that's where you need to start. But that, then you need the star pieces in place, and that's where you bring in. Um, you know the the bells and the whistles with the receivers and the 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 guys that get after it and some of the cornerbacks but uh you have to have a superstar quarterback to win this league anymore and I think that's what they're looking at, and I think they understand that that this is the analytics type type of league and um you've got to have some some guys that can make plays and Um, you know, a a leader that uh, is going to make guys around you better, and you have to have drafted him because you're not going to buy guys. And I know that uh, a lot of people wanted Lamar Jackson. Uh, You know, I know Panthers had talked maybe with a little bit of interest there, but, you know, there's not many teams that were competing towards the end of the season that uh, were buying their players. You have to to build them, and I think that's what the Panthers understand, and they're going to go get their, their, their building block.
2: Frank, thanks for making time for us. We appreciate. it. Hopefully, we can talk
3: again before the draft. Anytime, guys. Uh, hopefully, uh, the Panthers can pull through. And I know you guys are hoping for, you know, some of those teams in Florida too. So we'll see what happens uh, here with the Panthers. And uh, give me a call anytime.
2: Well, we're just hoping for another late season Bucks Panthers showdown like last year. That's all. There you go. I, that's good. <laughs> you know, whoever wins right. wins. We we just want it to be interesting. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, that's right. Talk to you soon. All right, bye bye. Frank Garcia underscore 65 is how you follow him on Twitter. By the way, Carolina, you know, they traded McCaffrey, so they got picks. Now they traded to move up and they gave away picks. So they got a first. They have an early second. See, here's the other part that if I'm Chicago. They took the 61st pick in the second round from Carolina. Instead of the 39th pick, I have to admit, I cannot believe the Bears didn't just look at him and say, yeah, we're not taking the worst of two draft picks ever. If you want to move up to number one to get your franchise quarterback, okay, we're taking 39. I mean, is Carolina really going to say no to this deal because of 22 slots in one second round?
1: It doesn't seem likely, David. And for them not to get that, I mean... So Carolina, if you listen to the way Frank talked that up, and I know he's in Carolina, but he didn't think D.J. Moore's a true one.
2: Right. He thought he was a two. Okay, that's fine. It's not like Chicago's got one of those. I mean, the young kid who was developing the second part of the year, maybe he could be, but he ain't one now.
1: But he seemed so Carol- to, I think, overall like the trade for Carolina. And I think you do too. I'm – all for a team going after a quarterback. I mean, that's kind of our philosophy on the show. If you want your guy, go get him, particularly at the quarterback position.
2: I actually think the Bears should have got more for making the deal as early as they made it. And they would have had leverage from potentially Houston wanting to move up, Indianapolis moving up, the Raiders moving up. I, if nothing else, I would have taken the better of the two second round picks in this year's draft. Well, we're all for 61. No, yeah, we're giving me 39. Come on. So Carolina's got two of the top 40 picks in this year's draft. Then they got a late third. They got two fourths. And they got a fifth. It's not bad.
1: Not at all. Of a roster defensively that's not awful, actually pretty good on the defensive side of the ball, their yeah. offense was a mess.
2: And I believe they've got some money to work with. Their quarterback's not going to cost them any money. He's going to be under a rookie deal. So, just so you know, it's not like they're paying Jimmy Garoppolo $30 million a year. That'll be somebody else's problem. Listen, I know we're all sick of the Aaron Rodgers story. But isn't there a part of you that wants them to say no to the Jets? Because that would just turn into the greatest grease fire we've seen in a long time.
1: And it looks so unlikely. I mean, the Jets have cleared up all this cap space. So they, because I, what is it? Today at noon, we start the legal tampering period. Right. It's my favorite time of the year. The legal tampering.
2: Right. They haven't talked before today at noon at all. No. There's been no conversations with anybody about anything. But this afternoon after lunch, now for the first time, oh, thank goodness, I could pick up the phone and, Call Green Bay about Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we could work out a deal.
1: And the Green Bay GM, when asked questions over the weekend or his last interview that he gave, do you see a situation in which Aaron Rodgers is your starting quarterback? Yeah, if it, something doesn't work out, I think was his answer.
2: Right. Right. Yes, if my life can get worse, yes. Yes, it's possible, I guess. I'm praying every night
1: desperately. And I know where you're at with that because it would be, but I I want him in New York because I want to see after his first bad game. I want to see Aaron with the New York media having to deal with them.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I, I, well,
1: the other thing that I
2: want to see, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, the AFC East. I mean, when New England's the worst team in the division, they won eight games last year. They won eight games in the AFC. That's not Washington winning eight games in the NFC.
0: AFC Beast.
2: I, I mean, damn, that division will be tough, and it's difficult to imagine that anybody's going to have really good seeding coming out of the AFC East. You got to figure the division champ will probably be like a three seed, maybe even a four. That they're just all going. If Aaron Rodgers ends up there, they're all going to beat each other up.
1: Very well, could be. And then it becomes a difference of who's crossover. I mean, then you put really, you know, Buffalo's going to have to play all the crossover ones. It'll be tougher for them.
2: Well, they haven't won a road playoff game in over 30 years. So, and everybody's trying to get Mahomes on the road at some point because he's yet to play a road playoff game. And no, the Super Bowl in Tampa didn't count. So, and I don't know how you're going to do it right now. I mean, it looks as if they're at least going to be a top two seed
1: going forward. Unless everybody's right, and Sean Payton can fix Russ, and all of a sudden, that division turns out to be what we thought it was going to be a year ago. But obviously, Vegas has taken a step back. The Chargers are still there.
2: This is fun, and it's March 13th.
1: Thank goodness Selection Sunday was yesterday. So we can talk about brackets or the National Football League that just basically told the NCAA to hold my beer over the weekend. We're going to make a few moves to make sure we stay on the front page of the sports sheet.
2: Those playing games or dating are cute. Aaron Rodgers is going to decide whether or not he wants to be a Jet or not. Good luck getting some media attention. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network.